Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Managing Editor of Branded Content. Well, hello, 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 Rachel. Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm a little sniffly. Oh, that so. happens. I feel like it's the changing of the seasons, you know, plus a pandemic. You know, there's no way to avoid the sniffles. <laughs> Everything in life. Though. I think this is just, everyone's going to have permanent sniffles. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get ready for, you know, any podcast you listen to. It's just going to be sniffle fest, but that's fine. <laughs> so I don't know. I want to talk about this. Before we, you know, get into the nitty gritty of the shows, I don't know if you've ever seen this show called The Boys on Prime Video before. I've heard of it. Yeah. So everybody's been talking about it and they're going to be talking about it more uh, because the first three episodes of season three were just released back on June 3rd. So very recently. And I was at my friend's house the other day and he said, oh, you have to see this one scene of the first episode of season three. And I was like, well, I've never seen the show, but OK, fine. I'll watch this scene. Um, And if you've seen this, then, you know, it is the most disturbing thing I've possibly ever seen on television, ever, ever, oh ever. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't want to... Wait, I want to know what it uh, is, well, but I don't, I don't want, want get you to tell too, me. I don't want to too graphic, <laughs> okay. but it does involve making a person explode, as in, like, blow up and guts go everywhere okay. um, from inside of a part of a male's anatomy. Uh, what? And it is... <laughs> That's bizarre. Whatever you're imagining, it's more graphic and more specific than that. And I, like, obviously couldn't get this image out of my head. So, naturally, um, as one of my shows today, I can't wait to talk about The Boys, season one. Uh, I decided I'm going to, okay, if this is a thing that is actually out there being streamed, I want to watch this. So, I can't wait to talk about that a little bit later. But I just wanted to give a little teaser about, oh, my God. God, the most disturbing thing I've ever seen on television. So if you're just looking for that and you, uh, you, you know, that's that's your your jam, uh, you can just skip right to season three and watch that first episode because holy oh crap. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll save the rest. <laughs> what a good segue. <laughs> we'll save the rest of my review for later. But we've got a lot to get to today. We have Pride and Prejudice, only really, really gay. I finally watched a single episode of Stranger Things. Rose Byrne giving us all the 80s nostalgia. The one character in my favorite show that I could do without. Ooh, I can't wait to hear what that is. And oh, we're, you're going to have thoughts, oh, I think. Oh, no, my gosh, I bet it's The Office. <laughs> but I, I, I won't spoil it yet. So let's get to the news. This just in. This week's streaming news. Netflix released the first look at Tim Burton's twisted new series Wednesday, an Adams Family spinoff that follows their deadpan daughter as she attends boarding school. Scream 5's Jenna Ortega is playing Wednesday and will be joined by Catherine Zeta-Jones, Louise Guzman, Gwendolyn Christie, Thora Birch, and a rumored Christina Ricci, aka the Wednesday Adams of the 90s. That cast sounds amazing. So FYI, good, right? I can't I know. wait. Uh Uh-oh, the Duffer brothers hint at a major character's death in Stranger Things 4, Volume 2. Ross Duffer told Variety, quote, I don't really want to say, but I would be concerned about the characters going into Volume 2 for sure. Everybody is in danger. Fans on Reddit are already speculating who it might be. (coughs) Cough, cough, Will. (coughs) Cough. That was such a good cough. That was good, right? It was a real such cough. Such a good fake cough. It was a real real and fake cough. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got the sniffles on the coughs today. Yeah, right? Oh, jeez. Okay. 
Ted Lasso writer and star Brett Goldstein indicates the upcoming third season will be its last. In an interview with the UK's Sunday Times, he said, quote, we are writing it like that. It was planned as three. Spoiler alert. Everyone dies. End quote. I can't say that without laughing. Everyone dies. <laughs> everyone dies. However, in a glimmer of hope, Apple TV Plus has yet to comment on the matter. Something tells me everyone doesn't die, but OK, sad that it's leaving. Everyone's favorite 2000s hospital comedy, Scrubs, is coming back. Creator Bill Lawrence said on a recent panel, we're going to do it, referencing more Scrubs. The only catch? It will likely take the form of a movie due to everyone's busy schedules. Stay tuned. I actually never watched Scrubs. You weren't a Scrubs person? No, I never got into it. Well, out of all the things I think I'm most excited for, the Wednesday series. I think this is going to be really cool. Yeah, and I mean, Jenna Ortega is obviously working nonstop, but Catherine Zeta-Jones, I am obsessed with, and I cannot wait to see what she does with, you know, the matriarch of this family. Yeah, Morticia. And Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. She's She's going to be really great. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to see her. Yeah, she's great. Uh, And I assume Christina Ricci... This is, can't be a rumor. She's going to have to be in this series. Well, I think she's. they said that she's going to be in it in some capacity, but I don't think that they know what the role is yet because obviously she can't be Wednesday, right? Right. right. Well, I mean, she's not. Yeah, I mean, because it's Unless Jenna it's Ortega. Like a but weird flashback or something. I flash forward to when flash, Wednesday yeah. is much, much older. Uh, good for Christina yeah. Ricci. Still working and everyone still remembers her uh, iconic role. So what were your hits of the week? The hits of the week. You go first because I think we're going to match. Oh, you do think we're going to match? Yeah. And Chall- I always have you go first. Challenge accepted. <laughs> like you're so nervous about what I'm going to say. So uh, so I have a couple of things that I really want to talk about uh, okay. that I liked. But I'd like to kick things off with Fire Island on Hulu. Okay. That was mine too. <laughs> All right. So you knew I was going to. Oh, because oh, I'm the gay one. I, I, I was going to pick the gay no. movie. Fine. Uh, so it's the gay movie. Um, But it's the gay movie everybody's talking about. Uh, So it's written by Joel Kim Booster, and it stars Booster and Bowen Yang, who is one of my favorites on Saturday Night Live, uh, when he plays the iceberg that sunk the Titanic in that Weekend Update (laughs) sketch. Wait, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, it's so good. That is your homework, Rachel. All you have to do is look up Bowen Yang as an iceberg. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my God. I love that search, too. It's so good. And it also stars Margaret Cho, who obviously is so, so funny and I love very much. So the plot is it's a a gay rom-com set in the gay destination of Fire Island that is loosely based on Pride and Prejudice. All you need to know, you don't really need to know the plot of Pride and Prejudice because it's very loosely based on it, but it's a rom-com and it's, why I like it is it's genuinely funny. It's an actually funny rom-com and it's an actually funny gay rom-com that I don't think you have to be a gay man to uh, appreciate, whereas I think like prior to now where we're kind of having this like queer renaissance in filmmaking with a lot of new shows and movies coming out and just queer characters appearing on, you know, every 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 kind of show and movie it previously was like super niche it had to be like only like f- made for a gay community and i think this is like it, it speaks universally even though it is about a very specific place which is fire island which is a gay destination i actually watched it this morning because mm-hmm. I just moved and I have had zero time to watch TV, although I, that was pretty much the first thing I did was hook up my TV. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, you're in an empty room was, with a television and you're just yeah, sitting on the floor. I literally, like that. Literally. Everyone was posting about it and I kept seeing it. So I was like, okay, I have to watch this, obviously, before we record so we can chat about it. And I loved it so much. It was just... 
it's so feel good. And it, it like I loved their friendships and like their dynamic between each other. I mean, the cast is amazing. Matt Rogers from I Love That For You, who plays Darcy. So and, funny. And he's I love him in this so much. Uh, but they're just all like, I, I want to be part of that friend group. Agreed. I also and- had, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I also had no idea that um, Margaret Cho had all of those tattoos. I had to Google it. Like those mm. are her real tattoos. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. But- so I also have a personal attachment to this film because I go to Fire Island every summer yeah. and I'm actually going out there this week. And the movie was filmed there, and it references very specific elements of the Fire Island culture that I don't think you have to know in order to enjoy the movie, but it's so great to watch when you do know those things. Like taking the ferry over, the only way to get there, unless you're a billionaire and take a helicopter, is to take this ferry over. Everyone goes. Everyone, There's an underwear party that everyone in Fire Island just goes to. You have to navigate the boardwalk in the dark because there are no lights on the boardwalk. So like this is a universal experience that everybody has. You know, they shop. The grocery store they shop at, even though they film it in a very different location, they they reference reference it, and it's called the Pines Pantry, and everybody gets their groceries there. They walk through at something called the Meat Rack, which I will <laughs> let you Google on your own to find out what that is, Rachel and everyone else. Um, but but what I loved was that they they made it very specific and very true to what Fire Island is. They didn't try to like glamorize it or or make dumb it down to be less specific so that everyone understood. I liked that yeah. they kept it super specific to exactly what that is. Um, and I real quick just want to, we had a review uh, of the movie from Joel Calfee, who is Pure Rouse's assistant editor of News and Entertainment. I just wanted to read this point he made. Um, he said, quote, our winning ensemble talk about everything from jokingly wanting a hot tub to prevent STDs <laughs> to the prevalence of fat phobia, femme phobia, and racism in the queer community. One of the best aspects of Fire Island is the way that it imbues social commentary into its humor, and the laughs are consistent throughout, even with spaces of more emotional moments. And I really just, I kind of want to take a second to talk about this because I think it's it's important that I think a lot of gay content is reactionary to prejudice from outside of the community, the queer community. And I think it's important that this film addresses prejudice within the queer community as well. Yeah. And the characters... Uh, you know, Bowen Yang, uh, for example, specifically calls out how hard it is to be Asian, how hard in the gay community, how hard it is to be femme in the gay community, how hard it is to not have a six pack in the gay community. And I think these are real things that got addressed in a very nuanced and direct way, too, that I think don't often get addressed in these kinds of movies because it's an us versus them in a different way set up, which is everyone who is against the gays and doesn't want that to exist versus, you know, we just want to exist. And, and that is a story too, and has been told a lot, but I, I like that we really went there and kind of called out the queer community for not also being as accepting as they should be. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a really good point. I actually didn't even, I, I picked up on that when I was watching it, but now that you say it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that is, it, and it's just like, even and like you were saying about being true to Fire Island. So uh, like Phil said, you have to take a ferry. You can't have cars over there. And I love, there was one scene in particular that I was just laughing at because I grew up on Long Island. I'm close to Fire Island, not far. And um, there, there's like the one shot where there's a deer just like eating or a yes. fawn. What is, is yes, it was deer a deer, doe, a deer. And, yeah, doe. Maybe and, a female uh, deer. It was just like eating the grass. And I was like, that is just that. That That's it. Fire That's Island. Fire Island. Yeah. There's just deer walking around. <laughs> yeah, Don't touch them. They great. all have Lyme disease. Do not touch them. But they are there and they're gorgeous to look at from a distance. But the other the other thing, the other scenes that I was cracking up with uh, when they were playing um, 
heads up and it was Marissa Tomei on there and they were doing all the scenes for my cousin Vinny. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> the defense so is so the the friend I was the defense up. is wrong. Uh, <laughs> All I want to oh do God, is hear her say so the word good. Buick Skylark over and over again. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, more accents this week. Wow. Thank you, oh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I think this was like a, an important movie. I'm glad it's, it was made. And I think it's it's a sign of more content like that to come. Like we have Billy Eichner's uh, movie coming up uh, in yeah. the, later this year. Uh, I, I think this is a, a good, uh, it bodes well for queer content. And not just because it's Pride Month, because this is how it's going to be from now on. Get ready, world. Uh, <laughs> the next movie is about going to be out P-Town. I don't know. <laughs> Did you have another hit? I didn't. That was honestly <laughs> all I had time to watch. Great. But no, I'm happy hey. that I I happy that I got it in there because it was so, I loved it. It was really cute. And I'm glad that's lot. the piece of content you chose to, to view yeah. this week because yeah. it was a big hit. I also want to talk about, so I mentioned this, it is a hit of mine, The Boys, even oh. though it was disturbing. Okay. I so I, I dove into as I mentioned season three is currently being released weekly on Amazon Prime Video, uh, so I tried out the first two episodes of season one to see if I like it, and I am hooked. It's so good. It is about a bunch of superheroes who are supposed to be saving the world, but they're actually terrible people. Uh, e- even <laughs> I kind of mur- love that. E- even murderers, like they're like, bad oh, okay, people. Well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like, but that's the you know that's just the yeah. setup, and they're more concerned about money and fame and social media than they actually are about saving the world. <laughs> Um, and it's got Chase Crawford from Gossip Girl. Uh, he plays a superhero. We've got Aaron Moriarty, who was in another superhero show, Jessica Jones. Jack Quaid, who you might recognize, was just in the most recent Scream, speaking of Jenna Ortega. And it stars Elizabeth Shue, who I've loved since leaving Las Vegas. And I really like the tone of it. It's very dark and different than any of the other superhero show. It feels almost like in tonally like Breaking Bad, where okay. like, Okay, anything can happen at any time. Anybody could die at any time. The tension is just like high often. And it's just a unique take on a superhero story that I haven't seen before. I don't think you have to like superheroes to even even remotely to watch the show. It's not about that. Um, It's more commentary on society and how even in a world where superheroes exist and superpowers exist, we've found a way to make it into a a money-making scheme. It's all about big business. It's all about big corporation. And like how that transcends genre. Uh, you know, that's just a universal theme that we all have to live with and deal with, even in a fantasy world where there are superheroes. <laughs> I have heard good things about this show. I actually haven't heard one bad thing about this show. My I, my sister-in-law, I think my brother watches it, and they they say it's really good, so I have to, I have to start. I think it's worth diving in, and I'm definitely going to keep watching, even just so I can catch up to that disgusting scene in season three. Do you think it's going to make more sense? Well, like, it, I, I mean, I will it? say it is very gory. Like, the whole it, show in general. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. It is, they, it is graphic in the way that people die. There is blood. There like is, Game of is, Thrones? No, I think graphic? more. Like uh, more, more. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Like I th- it's really just like people purposely like blood soaked like Uh. guts like this is like i mean and again like i think that's just part of like trying to like paint this dark world that they're creating but it's but it's very gory yeah but that's you know i mean that's neither here nor there it's gory it's (laughs) gross i love it and then i also two more and i'll get through them real fast because i know that we have a lot to talk about physical on apple tv plus i watched this with rose byrne and season two premiered on apple just premiered on apple tv plus last week and new episodes come out every friday 
about an 80s housewife who is struggling with an eating disorder, but she discovers aerobics. And that's kind of the setup. It's a dark comedy. Rose Byrne, who we all love from Bridesmaids, where she played Kristen Wiig's nemesis, Helen. <laughs> She's so good in it. And it's really a nuanced performance. I highly recommend. I I also plan to catch up to season two because it's a really good show. And then last but not least was Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO Max, which I love Quinta Brunson from Abbott Elementary. We've talked about Abbott Elementary mm-hmm. on this show before, and she's so funny in it. And that's why I wanted to see more of her, so I ch- checked out the show. It's really great. It's really smart, thought-provoking. There are three seasons, and I highly recommend if you love her and if you love to laugh. Those are all good picks. Well, you know, that's what we're here for, to tell the people <laughs> what to watch. <laughs> but uh, they can't all be winners. No, but they can't all be winners, <laughs> Rachel. So what was your loser this week? Misses of the week. My loser. So I watched the first episode of Stranger Things, uh, season one, episode one, because I'm very late to this. So remind me, you had never seen this before. I had never seen it before. And I I know that it's like sci-fi-y. And that's kind of all I know about it. And I know <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, that's it. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything. At, like, I don't know the premise. And I still don't after watching, obviously, after watching the first episode. But I'm putting it, for now, I'm putting it as my miss. I might continue watching it because I just have so many questions. And I feel like I can't, like, not watch it, you know? But it's just a little too sci-fi for me, I guess. That's just not my vibe. I, I, that's honestly kind of why it was my miss. And I just had so many questions. Which I know in a show like that, you obviously have to set everything up, but I'm also like very impatient and I just want to know like what's going to happen. Like with, I don't even know what it is, like a little like, it was like a heartbeat thingy like on the, I don't even know if you remember back to like the I first. remember. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, please. It was like webbed in the, I don't even mm-hmm. know what it was. And it was just like a heartbeat. And I, I was watching it with my husband and he's seen it. He's watching the new season now. And I was like, what is that? Like, I, I'm just so confused. So what was his experience like like watching with him? Was he just infuriated that you were asking so many questions? And he's like, just watch, just keep watching. Yeah, I mean, he gets mad at me when I, not mad, he gets annoyed at me when I do that anyway. I mean, I I feel like, I I mean, maybe I'm just projecting, but I feel like if you don't like not knowing things, you must have hated Lost. Because Lost was (laughs) an even slower burn. Lost and, and a burn where like then things led to nothing, like the freaking polar bears and the smoke monster and literally everything. That was just such a slow reveal of. Yeah. I dropped off on Lost. I can't even remember what season I stopped watching it. I like, yeah, I don't even know. I hope I you went back finish. and watched the finale. Did you not? No, I don't think I, I mean, I think oh. I read about it. but One of the most controversial pieces yeah. of content that out know, there. That I know, that I know. The end of Lost and the end of Game of Thrones, people just, they immediately have, and the end of Seinfeld, all those like shows, yes. people have very strong generally negative opinions about but i in a in another another episode we'll we'll debate the the merits of these series finales but yeah you should yeah. definitely watch the end of lost but uh, so i you obviously aren't there yet but i think my favorite part of season 1 stranger things besides winona making those faces on stage at the uh, <laughs> yeah. at the uh, award show was the character of Barb. Has, has she been introduced in episode 1? She is just in like the school hallway with um yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Nancy. 
Um, and that's it. That's all she was in the episode. Basically, that's all Barb does. Like, she's in it, and then she's spoiler. She's just like the she's spoiler alert, but it's been years, so I can spoil it. We got a spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah, she's uh, she's no longer with us after uh, oh, okay. a certain point. Um, but she became like a cultural phenomenon during this. Yeah, series. I people do. Were I do remember. Yeah, I do remember this. Like when the earlier seasons came out, and like people were obsessed with her character and the girl and the uh, girl who plays her. And I, I just. I don't know if I'm going to keep going. I think I just have to because I yes. want to know what happens. And, and I'm do so it for curious, Barb. Oh, my gosh. I know. I, look, Rachel, I, I don't often lead you astray. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't often lead you astray. I'm not I'm not purposely <laughs> trying to lead you astray. But but just watch it for Barb. She's played by Shannon Purser. And she was so popular. She was nominated for a freaking primetime Emmy. Was and she? she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. That. Isn't that nuts? I mean, it was like, <laughs> even at the time, it was a little much. But. You know what my homework assignment is going to be for the week? I'm going to Google <laughs> where is Barb now because I really want to know what she's up to. Uh, I don't think it's a lot because when's the last time you heard the name Shannon Purser? Wait, I love that. That's another search term that I love. Oh, where yeah. I mean, Barb like we're, we're all about search terms here on, uh, <laughs> on stream on oh where God. is Barb now? Uh, well, I'm sorry you don't love it, but keep me updated if you if it grows on you. Yeah, I fully intend to watch this final season. I have not gotten there yet, even though PureWow did give it a very, very positive review apparently it's according to my husband it's very dark the last season which is surprising because you see how dark the first season is too yeah he he, apparently it's very very dark and a little disturbing i've heard but i i don't know obviously i don't know anything the premiere episode there is some you know really disturbing imagery i believe yeah that uh there is a warning about at the beginning of the episode yeah okay well i am sorry that was a miss for you well, for now, it could, uh, for now, it could turn into temporary a hit. miss. We'll call it temporary yes. miss. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I did not have any misses. I just had a, oh, a billion hits. So we're going to move on to our uh, segment of the week, which is one of my favorites, where we confess. Streaming confessions. <laughs> so ominous, especially because what we're, I think, both going to talk about is a comedy. So you hinted that perhaps your confession has to do with The Office. Is that true? It is true. Let's hear about it. Why? What is it? I am not the biggest fan of Pam. And I feel like the show. (laughs) I know. And I feel like the show could kind of like go without her. (laughs) Whoa. No freaking way. What? No. Why? Why? Okay, so, I mean, do you like Pam? What do you have against Pam? <laughs> Pam's like the only normal one in the office. What do you have against Pam? She's oh my not, God. though. Well, the thing about Pam. No, no, I'm just kidding. The thing about Pam. Very, <laughs> Flashbacks also. to one of our favorite shows. Um, she, to me, like, obviously, so, I mean, if you haven't watched The Office, anyone out there, Pam, she's one of the four like main characters. She's the female protagonist. It's her, it's Michael, I, like, then I her. I think she's number two. I think she's like, yeah. she's, she's our, she's our every man. She's us. Oh, okay. like, is she? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I found her very relatable. Okay. I, oh, no, wow, I mean, you like, get she, me real okay. worked up, Rachel. No, no, no. Like she is relatable, but at the same time, she just annoys me and she's very selfish and she's very stubborn. And like, when you actually go through the things that she's done in, you know, all the seasons she's like not a good person okay (laughs) which oh can i get one example what what okay we're not doing the spoiler alert effect because we don't need a spoiler alert the office has been out for so many years okay so she strung along her fiance and then cheated on him she 
toyed with Jim's emotions so much to the fact that he had to move away from Scranton. She blamed him when her parents got divorced. She like made him give up his dream job and move back to Scranton. Like she's just awful (laughs) and she's annoying. Like, I don't know. I just, Pam. I mean, I get it that the show has to have her, but I could do it. Wow. I, 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 Rachel, this is, wow, that's a confession. That is, that is like the ultimate. Don't you agree with any of those points? I mean, okay. I, I, the only one I can, I, look, I think love is love and no, nobody should be cheating on anybody, but I do think that the gym stuff, like that takes time to play out. And I also like, as somebody who's watching a television show, don't want this love story to like instantly happen. Like I'm glad it played over the season of the couple of seasons. And I'm glad that like they couldn't get the timing right. I will say the but that, she did like string him along. Like I mean, no way. like she was string literally him along. They were they what? were friends. They were friends. I don't think she had romantic feelings. She was engaged oh to somebody. God. Oh, okay. Are, are straight people not allowed Still. to have like uh, like uh, platonic friends of the opposite gender? They're not. Yeah, of course. No, they no. What? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, they, she 100 percent had feelings from him. Like literally in the pilot episode, and then at the end, you see that she like has a fiance, and I'm like, what is going? I know. On? Well, it's but it's like I think that's like relatable. Like how many people we went to high school with came out of high school with like their high school sweetheart and they think this is the one and sometimes it is obviously and then sometimes it's not and Pam was not with the right one and I think it just took her like spending time with Jim to realize that true love was out there and it wasn't with Roy oh brother oh my (laughs) gosh oh brother all right I cannot believe this I will agree with you on the one point about the like when she got mad at Jim for like breaking up her parents which I was like like, this is totally unjustified this feels like very forced and not supernatural uh I don't mean supernatural but super space natural uh I I thought Pam I love Pam I think Pam I mean, is like, great. I mean, she's fine, but I think the show would could do without her. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm also going to make a confession, and it okay. also has to do with The Office. Oh. So the I know The Office is my favorite show of all time. I've seen it 15 or 20 times all the way through, as you know. Uh, I know every episode inside and out. But my confession is, I don't think the show holds up. So I don't know if I should be calling it my favorite show anymore. What? I mean, okay, I the, need to hear more. You well, need to explain. the show. I mean, and we know this, and we've mentioned it on the show before, on this show before. But it's very racist. It is yeah. very uh, homophobic. It is uh, sexist. It is all the ists. It's everything. It's everything, <laughs> and it it's doing it in a way where it's calling it out as a negative thing. Like they're saying, clearly, Michael is being racist. We're pointing out that he's doing a bad thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, the, that's why they were able to air that on television is because he was the bad guy in those situations. He was doing the wrong thing, and it was very clear that he was doing the wrong thing. But that doesn't mean we didn't try to find comedy in him, like, imitating a stereotypical Asian person. It doesn't mean we didn't try to find comedy in, like, really inappropriate moments. And it's interesting because they, they've been asked over and over if they would ever come back for a reboot. And almost all of them, without saying so, are like, I don't know if yeah. this show could exist nowadays. And that's the way they phrase it. But I think that's the reason that I don't know if it could exist nowadays is because you can't just have unfiltered characters who are saying anything that enters their heads in a way that yeah. that seemed to be the case back when the show was being made. And I don't know if by saying that this is my favorite show, if it seems like I'm condoning these things. I don't know, themes that were recurring on the show, again, was the the goal of the show was a very lighthearted comedy, but it, you know, it wasn't uh, the most progressive show. Uh, Like 
I do love the the gay episode where Oscar is, you know, he's forced to, to come out. I mean, like the one where he kisses Michael is one of the most amazing scenes of all time. Uh, which was improv, apparently. Which is crazy to me that yeah. they weren't supposed to kiss. Uh, it's so good. And they're both so great in that scene. But I don't it, again, like it, there were it was a there were a lot of anti-gay and I'm not mad about it. I'm a gay man. But like I it, it just there were a lot of you know, anti-gay jokes or just, you know, jokes that you would expect when we went to, or when I went to high school back in the nineties that like, you're like, you can't say that word anymore. You shouldn't be saying that joke anymore. So I don't know if that it holds up. You're right. It definitely doesn't, but I think it's okay that it's your show. Like, like if you were to say, I mean, obviously I know it's your favorite show, but I, and when I tell people it's my favorite show, I don't, I wouldn't think that they would be like, oh, she's, everything that you just explained. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just a show. Mm-hmm. And it, and I think people, I mean, like Seinfeld too, that show wouldn't be able to be on the air now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shows back then that, back then, sounds so long ago. I know, ago. Well, it was, it was, <laughs> I guess. Jesus. Yeah. But they wouldn't, a lot of shows would not be able to hold up now. And yeah. it's tough to me. And I think any, any writer of a show now or like of anything has to be so aware of what you're saying. I think it's okay that you, I think it's okay that you like The Office. But I I mean, I, I definitely see so, both sides of it. And I feel like we've had this conversation outside of this podcast that like that's kind of almost why I like The Office because it's, you know, not everything can be so PC all the time. And a lot of the things in there are not okay. But it it is a little bit refreshing sometimes to just like see people being people, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, we kind of had this discussion last week about uh, about the real world and how like yeah. they were able to be awful people because they weren't yet catering their behavior to cameras. And this yeah. is like that fictionalized version of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll keep thinking on that. Uh, I'm glad we both had <laughs> office confessions, uh, although I'm much madder about your office <laughs> confession than about oh, mine. <laughs> so what did we learn this week, Rachel? What we learned. I learned that we both have many feelings about The Office, whether good or bad. And I learned that you're totally wrong about Pam. The <laughs> thing about Pam is she's not the worst. Maybe we need to have Matthew Boyd from our new YouTube series. Oh my gosh, series. yes. How do we not talk about this? The yes. worst. Uh, talk so about how Pam is the worst. Purewell <laughs> has this new YouTube series starring Matthew Boyd where he dives into each episode is about uh, a different character that's the worst. He's done like Cassie from Flight Attendant. Serena from Gossip Girl. Oh my God, yeah. He said that Ross is the worst on Friends, which I, I would arguably say that Chandler is the worst on Friends. But I mean, I haven't watched the it, point. so I can't we say ha- it. We have to have Matthew on the show, but if you haven't seen it, you need to check out this YouTube series. It's very good. Uh, well, Rachel, we had a lot of thoughts today and I need to go digest all of them until next time this has been fun until next time (laughs) bye (laughs) oh my gosh that's it for stream on follow us on Instagram at shows and at pure wow please subscribe rate and review stream on is a pure wow and gallery media group production 